0: You're listening to the Autism in Action podcast, the place for families all across America to connect with autism resources, services, and support. I'm your host, Tasha Rollins, licensed professional counselor associate, private practice owner, boy mom, autism advocate, published author, and autism parenting coach. I help families learn to advocate and navigate through the world of autism. Each week, you'll have a chance to listen in to other autism experts and learn about additional resources. Let's embrace the idea there's more to autism than we know, and there's always, always hope. With the internet at our fingertips, there's no excuse for families not to receive the services they need. This podcast will help bridge the gap of missing information and services for autism all across America. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Autism in Action podcast. Today, we have another amazing guest. We have got Ms. Rachel Madell. She is a speech-language pathologist, an autism expert, and she specializes in helping you guys communicate with your children. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much for taking time to be here today. Yes, thank you so much. I'm so excited that um, I'm able to chat. I would just love to hear all about what you do and your area of expertise in the autism arena.
1: So, of course, I'm a speech-language pathologist, Um, I specialize in children with autism, as you mentioned. I am based out of Los Angeles, um, so I have a private practice here, and I'd say 80% of my day is spent working with both children with autism and their families um, on figuring out the communication piece. Um, It's oftentimes very challenging with children who have autism to communicate, um, you know, starting very young when they're emerging communicators all the way up to, you know, when they're adolescents and adults being able to use social language and um, communicate emotions and and things like that. So I really see the spectrum of children. Um, I do a lot of work with technology. And so I tend to get referrals for children who um, either are nonverbal or minimally verbal. Um, They're emerging in their ability to communicate and so we use technology like iPads and things like that um, to help support their communication, continue to help them learn how to communicate um, and teach the language behind communication because oftentimes, Kids are communicating, even if they don't have words, but we have to attach language to that to make it meaningful Mm -hmm. for them. Um, So that's what I do in LA. I also have an online business. Uh, We sell resources for clinicians. I have a podcast called Talking with Tech, which focuses all about technology for communication. Um, I have a video series for parents. Um, I also have um, a lot of downloads for clinicians. Um, who are practicing and working with children with autism. So I kind of I kind of have my hands in a lot of different places, uh, but I'm really passionate about the field. I'm really passionate about helping children with autism communicate. And um, apparently I'm really good with technology. Yes, it looks like it. It looks like it.
0: That's awesome. So earlier, before we hopped on, we were talking about a little app that um, you had mentioned that you work with quite a good bit. And I think you have several videos
1: on your website, a video series that you do. Yes, yeah, so I did some consulting for um, an app called Moment AR. So it's an augmented reality app, and sometimes people are like, oh, what? <laughs> augmented reality is essentially, um, it, people always liken it to the Snapchat or Instagram filters, like when you can make yourself a bunny or a dog or have funny glasses. Um, so it's, you, you know, you can see yourself or you can see the room that you're in, um, but there's something that's augmenting that reality. There's something that's coming onto the screen. And so this augmented reality app is. Um, Um, it's a really great tool to teach social skills. So you see characters and it goes in conjunction with what's called a merge cube, which is just this black cube you can buy on Amazon. Um, I think it's like 15 or $20. Um, And you hold the cube, you point the device towards the cube, and then animated characters pop up, um, and they have different emotions. One's angry and red, uh, one's sad and blue. Um, They do all different kinds of actions. And so I worked with the app uh, developer in figuring out how can we create something that Um, both follows traditional language development. So there's an aspect of the app for children who are just emerging with communication. Um, And one of the biggest areas of weakness I see is verbs. Kids with autism have tons of nouns. They know every label for everything in their life, Um, but they don't have a lot of abstract language. They don't have verbs. And if we don't have verbs, we can't make sentences. Um, We can make you know, a sentence maybe like, I want train, Um, you know, we can plug things into a a carrier phrase, we would call it in my field, Um, but we don't have spontaneous language. We don't have the ability to put lots of different words together in unique and novel ways. And so I worked with the app developer on creating that um, following traditional language development um, and then also there's the element of the emotional piece um, and being able to, to see and infer when I see, you know, the characters face, how are they feeling um, and what are they doing that make, make them feel that, that way. Um, so I've used it a lot in my therapy and as we were going through that process, I was using it and giving feedback on what I thought was good. And it's just nice because it's fun. You can roll it around, you can chase it, you can then like point the device on it. Um, so it gets kids up and moving, um, and engaged in what you're doing. Um, so I've used it with, you know, reading stories. And then, you know, we take a break from the story and we use the cube or we find, you know, the emotion that the character in the cube is feeling uh, or the character in the book is feeling. So there's lots of different interesting ways that I've used it, but it's, um, it's really cool because kids of course love technology. So they're like super excited when I, when I get the merge cube out. As a mental health professional, I'm always looking
0: for technology to insert into practice because that does keep their attention. and They get so super excited about it. So that is definitely a tool I am I'm looking forward to, to working with with some of my clients. Um, now, you offer, you said, a lot of things in your online business. Mm-hmm. And one of those things um, is the free video series. If you want to touch on that just a little bit.
1: Yeah. So what's interesting is that I've always felt this calling to make a bigger impact. I think it's just my personality. And when I started you know, my practice in LA, I felt like this is going great. Like I'm helping so many families. And then I went abroad and I did um, a training with an organization in Cambodia. Um, They don't have speech therapy in that country and they have a high incidence of autism. And so I did a training on technology and autism for this organization. And the response was so wonderful and overwhelming. Everyone was like, please don't leave. Like we, we want you to stay. And I felt like, Oh, like, how can I, how can I, you know, clone myself and make, you know, tons of me. Um, and I thought I should make a YouTube channel. I should do video content to help guide parents because that's who was telling me they didn't want me to leave. It was like, the parents were just like, we love it. Like he's talking now, like you've done that please. Um, and so that's when I decided to launch a YouTube channel and we started making video content and then, um, I felt like I wanted a way to guide parents through that process. Um, and so we started this video series and, you know, it goes through, um, you know, first th- the, first video is just, you know, five guiding principles to child learning, because those are the foundations that we need before we teach a child, anything, um, you know, we need to make sure there's a high level of motivation. We need to make sure that the experience is positive. Um, there's all different kinds of things that we need to set the foundation for learning. Um, there's another video on behavior because that oftentimes comes up with children with autism, um, you know know, how can we navigate behavior? How can we manage behaviors? How can we stay consistent when we set an expectation? Um, and then there's worksheets that go along with each video, um, to kind of really get parents thinking about their specific child. Um, you know, I'm so guilty of reading all of the self-help books and never doing the exercises. <laughs> and I just feel like it's weird when you actually do the exercises, that's when change actually happens. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I'd encourage anyone who actually signs up for the video series, please do the worksheets. <laughs> I really Spent a lot of time thinking through like what could be really beneficial um you know because ultimately I wish I could work with every single parent I wish I could sit down like you or I are talking yeah help but unfortunately I don't have enough hours in the day to do that Yeah. So, like, really what I tried to do was figure out a way to help parents By just, you know, sending them the videos, having, you know, these strategically worded and thought out worksheets um, and just giving them a little bit extra knowledge and boost and empowerment that they can make a difference. Because it's not rocket science what, you know, speech language pathologists do, but, you know, there's some just underlying principles that you need to understand um, and think about for your own child. Um, the biggest one usually being your child's already communicating with you. How is your child already communicating with you in, you know, maybe gestures or nonverbal communication, facial expressions, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's really just finding those and attaching language to them um, and teaching the power of language um, because for whatever reason, children with autism, they don't always make that leap that their Sorry. words have power and that they can manipulate their environment through their words.
0: Yes. Or by changing the words they are using.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. <laughs> yes, as they get older.
0: Yep. <laughs> so yes, this is this is absolutely wonderful what you're providing and what you're doing and what you have to offer. Um, I would encourage every single parent out there to check out her website. Do you want to tell us
1: what that is? Yes, it's rachelmadle.com. That's R-A-C-H-E-L. M-A-D is in dog, dot com, And there's tons of stuff. You can access my podcast through the website. Um, we have, uh, we do a lot of, I do a lot of teaching on core words. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me do a little, a little mini lesson. Yeah. Um, core words are the most frequently used words that we use. 80% of what you or I say are called core words. They're made up of, prepositions and verbs and adjectives, words like go and on and more and help, and all the pronouns, I, you, me, those are the words that we typically use. 20% of what we use are fringe words, they're nouns. Um, And what I see in my practice is that again, children with autism, they have tons of fringe words, they have tons of nouns, but they don't have the core words. Mm -hmm. Um, Why, why are they not learning core words? Because core words tend to be more abstract. And so when you're thinking about how abstract a word is, think about how easy it is to draw. So if I draw a truck, you could draw a square with little wheels and it would look sort of like a vehicle. Yeah. But if I said draw the word go, what would you draw? You would have to draw some type of symbol for the like word. An exactly, yes. Like an arrow. Exactly, like an arrow or you know a stoplight or something like that because go is an abstract language concept. And so because it, the more abstract the concept is, harder it is typically for children with autism to learn. And so what's happening is kids are learning all the nouns because they're so concrete. And it's like, I know ball because I see that ball and people point to it and say ball, um, you know, whereas go, it's getting lost in translation. Yes. I'm really uh, passionate about teaching people the power of core words, because the reality is we could teach kids, you know, all day long, tons and tons of nouns, but is that really helping them build sentences? Is that helping them, you know, generalize and talk, you know, the same way that you or I talk? Right. Um, uh, no. And so there's a lot of resources about core words on my website. Um, We have a whole core word page that has tons of video ideas. Um, We also have uh, all all on my Instagram. We have core word uh, where I give you a core word like go and I give you tons of activities to use. Um, The opposite too. I give you an activity and I give you all the words that you could target um, and you can use with that activity. So um, that's something that I see a lot of kids with autism are stuck. They're stuck in scripts. They're stuck in saying, you know, I want plus a noun. Um, and so I'm really passionate about giving kids um, spontaneous language. You know, it came from out of their head. They put some words together and they said it, even if it didn't make exact sense. Um, you know, that's so much better than kids who are just stuck in scripts. They can only use scripts in certain contexts. Yes. Um, and that's what a lot of the kids that I work with are just kind of stuck scripting, and they, it's because they don't truly have the comprehension um, of the language underneath mm-hmm. those scripts. They can memorize the scripts in certain contexts, but they can't actually you know, p- take take the words out and understand what they mean and manipulate them in unique and novel ways. Yes. Um, so that's a lot of what I do in my practice is teaching about core words, teaching about the importance of kind of taking it back a few notches. Um, even if a child's able to say a four or five word sentence, if it's a script, that doesn't count. <laughs> it doesn't count. It's not them, you know, putting these two unique words together um, in a way that they've never done before. Um, and so, really, sometimes they have to take a lot of steps back with kids to get them to have the foundation they need to truly have, you know, autonomous and spontaneous communication.
0: So you are really giving them a, a springboard to be spontaneous with how they're going to interact later, and I think that is just awesome. And embedding that, you know, neurologically you know, in their brains Mm -hmm. so that they'll have that ability later in communication overall. So that is just incredible. And, and a lifelong change.
1: Yes. yes. Well, and it's like, well, that's the whole point, right? The whole point of speech therapy and to, you know, help kids with communication isn't so that they just, you know, can recite scripts that we've taught them and regurgitate them back. It's because I want to connect with you. I want to know what's in your head right now and I want you to tell it to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's like, if that's the ultimate goal, which it should be that's how we get there. It's right. not by teaching scripts. And don't get me wrong. In the beginning of my practice, I was doing that. <laughs> I was teaching, you know, oh, like a child says ball. And then now I'm going to say, I want the ball. <laughs> you know, I was embedding it. Um, but there's so many reasons why that does not make sense. Um, I mean, number one, it doesn't follow typical language development. Kids mm-hmm. don't go from saying ball to I want ball. They just, they, they go from a one word, You know, sentence to a two word phrase. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not like skipping ahead. Um, And especially kids with autism, um, because I is so abstract, they're just going to memorize it and put it with, you know, whatever noun that they seek to get. Um, And so that's why it just becomes so embedded. And kids get stuck in that a lot of times. Yes, yes.
0: Well, I absolutely adore what you're doing, and really, from the bottom of my heart, appreciate you taking the time to be here with the Autism in Action podcast for all our listeners. Is there anything else that you would like to mention before we go today?
1: No, I just, you know, what I want to say, especially to parents and even to practitioners, is that I work a lot of times with challenging cases, cases where, you know, other speech therapists and said, your child's so s- too severe, I can't work with them, or your child will never communicate, um, your child will never talk. And what I say to that is, if we start with the belief that it's not possible, it never will be. Mm-hmm. And so I am super passionate about making sure that not only do I believe that children are all capable of communication, no matter what that looks like, I believe that every child can communicate in some way. And I, it's my job to teach them how to do that. And it's also my job to make sure that everybody on that team feels the same way because we can't let negative beliefs shape what we do and limit a child's potential. Um, so many times it's like, well, they'll never be able to use a device, that's too complicated. No, I've never had one child not be able to make progress. I've never worked with a child that couldn't learn how to communicate. So we just need to stop limiting a child's potential by what we think they can or can't do. Um, and we really just need to believe that it's possible because when it is, when we do believe it's possible, it actually becomes possible. Such
0: smart words there. I love it. Love it. Love it. (laughs) Yes. Thank you so much for having me. You are welcome. Thank you so much for being here. Whoops. Thank you so much for listening to the Autism in Action podcast. For show notes, more information, and downloads, head on over to TashaRollins.com and join the Autism in Action Facebook group to stay connected. Please leave a review on iTunes and help spread awareness on social by sharing this episode.